Welcome to Coffee with the Chiropractor, the podcast to help you unlock the secrets to improved health and wellness. Whether you're a chiropractor or chiropractic patient, we'll be traveling across the globe to talk to professionals who can help you to discover new ways to improve your health or the health of your patients. From chiropractors to osteopaths, personal trainers to nutritionists, we aim to help you in all of your needs. Here to host the show, a chiropractor, wellness coach, and life enthusiast, Dr. Patrick Hogg. So welcome to another episode of Coffee with the Chiropractor. It's your host, Patrick Hogg, and we're going to go over to London today to speak to another chiropractor. He's running an associate-based practice. He's actually originally from Sweden. Uh, I didn't even know that there was a college in Sweden until about 15 minutes ago. Uh, So he studied at the Sweden Scandinavian School of Chiropractic. Uh, He studied... It was 23, 24 years ago you graduated, wasn't it? 24 years ago. Uh, he's been working in London pretty much ever since. It was six months after you graduated that you moved over to the UK. So he's actually originally from Sweden, uh, came over, met some of his friends, fell in love with London and just decided that he never wanted to go back. So this next guest I actually met through my inner circle and my mastermind group. In fact, actually a lot of the time that we go to the seminars, for some reason, we end up gravitating to the same table and we've ended up sitting and having some really deep conversations. So I know that this guy has got some really, really good gems. He's got, how many associates have you got working for you? One at the moment, but I've got another two coming on. So we're going to be four <clears throat> in total. So he's running a really, really busy practice. And I know that he's going to tell us a lot, 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 lot more. But like I say, he's one of these guys, he's super, super humble. He's super humble. But you can clearly see that he's progressing really, really fast because if you're going to take two new members of staff on at the same time, his clinic is exploding. His clinic is exploding. And it is Chris Harm. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you, Patrick. So Chris, just tell us a little bit more about yourself. Maybe tell us how you found chiropractic and, uh, and, and, and why you find chiropractic so important to yourself. Well, from a very early age, when I was probably four or five, I started doing gymnastics because I was climbing the walls growing up, uh, a little monkey that my mum and dad called me. Um, And from that, grew an interest about the body and how it functions and what you could do with it. Um, And of course, in those days, no one knew about chiropractic in Sweden. So any injuries that I sustained over the time I did gymnastics, I most of the time went to physios and they were all fine and, and sort of helped, helped heal, but it took a long time. And then um, at age of 16, I had a pretty severe accident and um, had a sort of a s- small swelling on my uh, cervical spine and couldn't move my arms after a fall. <clears throat> I mean, I could move them, I couldn't lift them up to my face. And then went to a chiropractor um, who was a, a teacher to one of my other f- friends who was a bit older due to gymnastics. And he literally adjusted me and I could touch my nose. And that twist and turn just went from, I want to be a physio to literally that second, this is what I'm going to do, right? That's, there's a no brainer totally. So over a period of three, four months, I was going to him and got better and better and better and went back to gymnastics much, much faster than would have 
ever had done before and with a much more severe injury. And that was the whole turning point. And then the goal was just to, when can I afford to go into the private school that that was um, when, when I was 23, right? Eventually um, got in there and just powered on really. Um, and chiropractic has become or is a way of life, right? Um, you know, it, if your nervous system is working perfect, then your body will function perfect. You know, there is an inside, inside out theory in chiropractic, uh, which I live by totally. Um, not saying that I wouldn't take painkillers if I really needed them, but you know, I don't have one. I don't have any in my house. So that's great. That's great. So essentially what you're saying is that obviously you, you had a big event in your life where essentially chiropractic really kind of changed something where, where other areas or other therapists maybe couldn't, couldn't give you that relief quite so fast. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was an instant change. Whereas physical therapy uh, is great for, for rehabbing injuries and stuff, but that, change from not being able to touch my nose to with one adjustment and he said to me now lift your arm up and i just went like that right and it's interesting because my, my, my I face have, must have said everything yeah it's interesting because i have this conversation with a lot of my patients that you know you can do all the physical therapy and rehabilitate all the muscles but you've just got to imagine that if the if the nerve line to that muscle is blocked that you can you can exercise that muscle as much as you want, it's going to remain weak. And it's the same, it's the same with all these people that have got really uh, severe forward head carriages. They are starting to create tension on the nerve roots sitting to the side of the neck. And they are starting to create tension on the muscles sitting to the side of the neck. And they are starting to create tension and wear on the discs. And as time goes on, that's going to start to have a deteriorative effect on the nerve system. And as a result, create symptoms. And you, you can't necessarily exercise exercise a nerve root problem away it actually needs that release of pressure and allowing that body to do what it's supposed to do inside which is heal itself yes and you can add the exercise to it right but and and by the way if you if you release the nerve pressure and then start exercising and that nerve's got the right impulse guess what that muscle is going to accelerate so yeah you know as me and chris neither of us are going to say that one profession is better than the other but there might be a better order to do things in Absolutely. I mean, I have, I have a physical therapist working with me um, in London as well, an injury re rehabilitation specialist, and he, he sees most of our clients after we have seen them or, you know, interlinked. So, yeah. so it's no, no better than the other. It's just a, a, a cooperation that needs to be there. Mm -hmm. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. And we do exactly the same thing in our practice. We've got MTs, so we've got massage therapists and we've got PTs, so we've got physical therapists as well. And again, cross, cross, uh, cross referral is something that we do quite a lot. Something that we do, quite, especially me, I refer a lot of my patients out. I don't necessarily, my, my PTs and my MTs maybe don't refer so many to me, but I definitely refer them out because I know, you know, for me, it's about what the patient needs, not necessarily what I need. And that's a less egotistic way of actually approaching, you know, a client it's a it's a better space to be in right a space of abundance yeah definitely yes. you, you you don't necessarily need to hold on to your clients in case they prefer the other therapy if they yeah, prefer I the mean, other that's, therapy that's great yeah 
I mean, that happens in, a, in an associate clinic like, like ours as well. We, we, we tend to focus on the similar techniques, but we all have different uh, techniques to, to use. So often when somebody goes away on holiday and comes back and, you know, for example, my clients have been seeing my associates uh, and then there's going to be one or two that sort of prefer that. And that's okay. And that's what we say to them all the time. If you, if you prefer somebody else, then go there. My motto is you, you need to get adjusted. I don't care who, who adjusts you, right? You need to get adjusted. Agreed. So. And I've, I've, had it with, I've had it with so many patients that basically relocate. And, you know, at the end of the day, the, the, obviously what we want is the best outcome for them. So finding a chiropractor for them when they re, re, relocate is also very, very important. So... Chris, um, obviously being, being chiropractors, one of the, the biggest uh, priorities for us is actually taking care of our own health. And so what I wanted to, what I wanted to know about you is maybe some of the techniques, some of the, the rituals or uh, routines that you go through to maybe keep yourself a little bit healthy that you think might share some value with the, the listeners today. Well, the, the, the given ones, obviously, eat well and sleep well, right? Um, cook, cook your own food. Don't buy ready-made, you know, processed food is not energy. Uh, make sure you sleep properly, you know? And if you don't sleep properly, do something about it. And I think planning is big for me, always has been goal setting and planning. Um, but I exercise, I do meditation every day. So, you know, my, my, my usual morning routine is wake up. I do half an hour meditation. I do half an hour, 40 minutes exercise. Uh, I don't watch the news in the morning. I don't want to know what's happening. I, I do some affirmations for myself on my way into clinic. If I'm going straight to clinic. Um, I also, like I said, I plan things. I, 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 I like doing the things I love. So, but that takes planning, right? So goal setting is big and it's a big word. People are a bit scared of that, but write things down. What do you want to do this year? Plan your holidays and not just go on the whim because it never becomes a good one. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I live my life, right? It's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> See, I have that. I have to have someone else in my life. So I, I, I've, I've said this before on some of the previous podcasts, I actually have to have my girlfriend to rein me in a little bit because if I didn't have her, she's, she's kind of the yin to go with my yang, is I'm very sporadic, I'm very visionary, I'm very in the moment, but sometimes it does, it does make me realize that actually maybe a little bit more planning could have made a lot of our, maybe our procedures in the clinic, our training for our staff, or even just my general life would have made things significantly easier. And so it's, it's always really nice. This, I think this is potentially some of the reasons why obviously we gravitate to each other during the seminars is that, you know, we know what we need to learn off of each other. Yeah, totally. And, you know, for, for me, putting myself out there is absolutely fine. Whereas other people will need that level of preparation. Uh, yeah. But, also, if there is something that seriously needs some preparation, like looking after your health, and this is the great thing about having a chiropractor, because by the way, I'm like that at home, but when it comes to my patient's care, we're super prepared. We have a plan, we have a routine, we set the dates, we get it pre-booked, we get it pre-recorded, we get their exercise sorted at the right times. It's properly planned out. 
it's properly planned out. So there are areas of my life, but like I say, my personal life is really interesting. <laughs> yes, but, but I, I, I agree with you because I haven't always been like that. When I was younger, I was a bit more sort of, yeah, let's go with the flow and see what happens, right? But it's, it's something that I have learned to, to, to do and prepare for. And, and it, I love being spontaneous as well, right? It's, it has its place, but for bigger things, and for your health, which is an ongoing thing, right? It's not, you know, like I'm sure you see a lot of people who sort of, yeah, I do gym for two months and then I don't do it for 10 and then do another two months. And, you know, and it's, it's not really healthy. You know, that's not a good thing to, to do and, and to live. But. And it's, it's an interesting point that you bring in because if you, if you it's, it's like anything, like if you go to the gym five times a week for two months, that's great. But it's much better to go three or two or three times a week for the rest of your life. <laughs> and, it, and ironically, this is exactly the same thing with chiropractic care. Okay, it's great having that two times a week or three times a week at the beginning, resolving the issue. But then it's so much easier, so much easier to just do a low level of maintenance or keep checking in with your body to make sure that you don't have to keep doing that up and down, up and down. Because what we see over time is if we do that up and down, we do generally start to see a deterioration in people's health, just like anything. It's like crash diets and all of these other yeah. things. They do the same thing as potentially chiropractic and physical therapy care and massage care. It's great to just treat the symptoms, but if you keep going in and out of that symptomatic state, those tissues are generally degenerating. Yeah. I mean, it's nowadays people, most people, I should say now, um, go to the dentist on a regular basis, right? They don't wait until they have cavities and toothache. And I mean, some people do, but, but most people don't. And it's the same thing. And, you know, the teeth are still a, a peripheral thing, although it sits in their head, but it's controlled by the nervous system. So if you want your teeth to function properly and your gums to, to support that, then your nervous system is where you should start, really. Um, Amazing. <laughs> always. I always love having conversations with chiropractors because you get some absolutely massive gems. Right. So what we're going to do, what we're going to do, I would love to ask you if you could give maybe some of our patients and listeners some tips on how they could potentially improve on their health. Um, I would say to, to write down what you want to do because it's no point um, forcing somebody to do an exercise or something that they don't like it's not going to be lasting it's just the way it is i mean yes there's going to be a little resistance to start with to set up any good habits uh, but good habits are there for a reason they, they should be there for a reason right um i read an amazing book recently called atomic habits um which i think could be a help to a lot of people um, it's on audible as well as a, a, an easy read book but it's the how we set up good habits and the reasons behind why they don't last and some reasons behind why they do last so that that was a, that was a good one but again start small you know give yourself do like a five minute stretch every day or just do one stretch a day and start small small changes you know make sure that you Plan your meals. Much easier to eat, eat eat healthily when you plan your meals. You know, instead of going spontaneously when you're hungry in the shop, you never buy good food. Never ever, right? And even, even though sometimes it happens, because it does, we're only humans, right? 
you always end up and looking at it going like, why did I buy this? And then eat it. Yeah. And, yeah. and obviously you end up buying the things that are easy to consume, easy to consume when, when you're in the supermarkets, which is always going to be chocolate bars and packs of crisps and stuff like that. And ironically, when you do something like that, it will spike your blood glucose level. And as a result, what you'll find is you'll naturally be really hungry again in an hour. So you've just eaten a load of calories that are essentially going to be pretty much useless because one, there's no nutritional value in them. And then two, it spikes up your blood glucose. It drops all the way back down again. So net, okay. then you're going to end up eating the more calories that you should have eaten in the first place. So if you obviously replace it with something healthy like a, a, a fresh salad with maybe some uh, decent proteins in there as well, or even some fruit or vegetables, you're going to have that. You're going to have that steadier rise in your blood sugar levels, which means you don't crash again and then want to eat. Mm. And then you just yeah. keep reaching back to that. You'll, you'll notice it. There's a lot of people that obviously have that cup. They have that sugary breakfast in the morning, and then in the middle of the morning, they have a like a, a coffee with the sugar in it, and then like a sugary snack, like a biscuit, and then they do lunch, and then they'll finish that with a bag of crisps and a chocolate. And, and you just kind of see that, that eat, and that's why people crash in the middle of the afternoon, that peak and trough of their blood glucose. Yeah, yeah that's not, not, a, not, not a good, that's not a good plan. That's not a good plan, but that's, that's kind of the, 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 the thing I say to most of my clients is start small, uh, and and think about what you want to do and how you want to do it. And then I work out a plan together with them and I sort of guide them into a, a good path for them. And that's kind of for everyone, really. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's also, like you say, is most of the time I recommend with patients as well is adding something in first before you take something away. So say, for example, like if someone, if someone knows that they're not eating enough fruits and vegetables and they're also eating too much sugar, I'll generally advise them to eat the more of the fresh fruits and vegetables before we take something away. Because at the end of the day, this is their reward, whereas this is almost gonna feel like a little bit of work. But if they get the reward for doing the work, it makes it a little bit more sustainable. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, yes, I know that obviously eating the sugar isn't a good thing, but it's better to get them to actually start getting those antioxidants in again, because it's gonna encourage what we're doing. What we know naturally that when we when we do healthy things we tend to eat or gravitate more to healthier food because naturally that's what the body is telling you whereas if we don't exercise and and don't do healthy things we tend to gravitate more to the to the high energy high sugar um bad foods if you like if you can call them bad foods you almost don't want to sabotage yourself no, you know what I mean? Like you, you're doing all this work in the gym. It's like, it, it makes absolutely no sense to <laughs> go and sabotage all of that hard work that you've just, that you've just created. Uh, yeah. So it's just, it's just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make no, sense. not at all. Amazing. Look, there's been some absolutely great uh, tips in there. So look, obviously write down exactly what it is you want to achieve. Yeah having a goal written down it makes it so much easier and also it, it gives you it almost gives you that guideline that tunnel to to run towards you've got that light and interesting that you were saying about that book what was the name of the book one more time atomic habits atomic habits there this isn't the only book for building habits by the way there's like no. there's another book that's like build a habit in 21 days because essentially what they found is that the average the average person and it i think it extended anywhere from about a week or a few days so some people can just build a habit like that. It's just done. And some people took six weeks, but what they basically found is the average was 21 days. So for most people, if they can keep a habit up for 21 days, they'll actually sustain it. 
Now actually, so like getting up at five o'clock in the morning or eating fresh fruits and vegetables, if you can sustain that, then you'll, you, that after 21 days, that should become a new habit. And the other thing that you obviously said is make sure you plan it, plan your meals, plan your exercise routines, plan your social time, all right? Plan your holidays, because if you can plan everything, then it becomes a little bit more structured. You know exactly where you're going to be and it makes it much easier again to sustain those things. If you said that every single day, I'm going to do exercise between six and seven, yeah. and you make that a habit, it will become much more consistent. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it, it makes you generally feel a lot better about everything, really, starting your day like that. So. It also creates some routine and structure as well, which, you know, as chiropractors, we quite like structure and routine. Because again, like I say, if we go back to our care planning and our models, and also we even just look at the body and reorganizing, a lot of the time we're yeah. looking at structure and reorganization of the body as well. So, and that requires proper planning, like anything. And I still, I still think it's, it's way room for, for um, being spontaneous as well in between oh. that, right? Totally. So... A lot, of, a lot of people say, oh, I'm, I'm not a planner, I'm not a planner. I was never a planner myself, but I am now. It's just a creation. So. Amazing. Amazing. So look, I wanted to, I wanted to ask, uh, this, this question is maybe a little bit deeper into understanding past Chris, which I call it the Terminator question. And the reason why I call it the Terminator question is obviously in the Terminator, the Terminator got the chance to go back and report to himself what was happening in the future. So... And we all know that there was something that we were doing in our earlier career. And it might not be something that you regret, but maybe you wish you knew this earlier in your career so that you could have made a change earlier on. And if you could go back and tell yourself that one thing, what might it be? Maybe to work a bit harder at university. <laughs> maybe just a little bit. But, but actually the biggest thing I think was that in my school in those days, uh, sort of early 90s, we didn't really have any philosophy. We didn't really have any chiropractic philosophy. We had a little bit of the history behind it, but that was it. And that's something that I really, really missed. There was that little component that, that I, I couldn't put my finger on while I was working. Uh, and it wasn't until a few years into my career that I literally was slammed into the philosophy of chiropractic. Um, but I don't really have any regrets because that's something that I always try not to have. I, I, I don't want to have any regrets. So um, that's one of my little things. Um, but but you, you, you always learn from, from making mistakes, right? So, so that's not a regret. It's just a, a learning curve, a lesson, a life lesson. So... I was just about to say the same thing. It's not, it's not a regret. It's just a lesson. And it's, yeah. um, our coach said it the other week, chaos, chaos is change's way of saying that something needed to happen. Yeah. And so we, we almost, when something goes really, really wrong, we almost feel like the world is against us, but normally it's just a wake up call or a slap in the face. I mean, just look at, even look at very serious health conditions like type two diabetes, heart disease and cancer, you know, you, we could say that the world is against us, but what we've pretty much proven about all three of those diseases is that they are all preventable diseases. Yeah. Okay. Yes. There's a genetic predisposition to a lot of those diseases. However, if we don't expose ourselves to the things that actually create those diseases, they never actually occur because you can right. look at this in twins. You can have one twin that gets cancer or one twin that gets a heart attack or heart disease and the other one doesn't get it. 
And if they're living different lives, they're completely different people. And they've shown this true about, um, there was two brothers that they took as well. One of the, the parents uh, was a criminal. One of them became a criminal. One of them became a police officer. And if you look at the story, both of them, when they reported back to the person that interviewed them and said, well, after what my dad did, how on earth could I be any different? Like, why would I be yeah. any different? And so it's our environment that changes us, not, not our genetics. No, 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 no. Totally agree with you there. Amazing. No, no, no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. No regrets. No, and, and you know, you know, you should, you shouldn't really have any regrets. They're, they're all, all life lessons. There, there, there is a, <coughs> another great book, if I may plug another book, um, which is called uh, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma, which is an amazing book to read. Uh, and not very long book, but super good. It is just put some things on its head for people. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a favorite of mine. I actually have, I have a client who was a multimillionaire was, he gave it all up and he's now a, uh, he's now a school, school TA. He works with kids with learning difficulties. So he's gone from one really extreme end of the spectrum down to the other. And you know what he said? He's never been happier down here than what's up here because he's now living a life on purpose. And, yeah. you know, he, 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 he told himself because his parents weren't successful that he needed to do those things. So it's really interesting. That book sounds like it may have a very similar message that very. You, it's more about life purpose than it is necessarily about all of these things that society tells us that we need. Totally, totally. Chris. Yes. If people wanted to reach out to you, if people wanted to learn a little bit more about you, we obviously know that your clinic is called uh, Census Census Chiropractic up in Census, London. Yeah, Census Health. Yep, up in London, Fulham. But maybe if there's someone on this show that's listening, that's got family that's near you, or maybe someone's just really resonated with some of the points that you put out there today, maybe you could tell them some ways that they could get in contact with you, either social media or email or any of those kinds of things, or if they wanted to find your clinic, how they maybe could find that. So our website where all the contact details on is uh, censushealth.com. Um, and we are census health on most uh, social media. Um, I think all of them actually census health SW six on Twitter. We are census health on Facebook. We are census health on Instagram and we are census health on uh, YouTube um, and Pinterest we're census health on. So we're on most of them. Um, our email address is info at censushealth.com. Super easy. Um, and just, yeah, fire away questions. So what we'll do for you, Chris, we'll make sure that all of those details are in the description below. So if anybody wants to reach out, we'll make sure that the, the contact details for Chris are in the description for this podcast or on this video on YouTube or on our podcast channels. Thank you very much. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for being on with us. So look, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you one last question today, and this is probably my favorite question. I call it the, the wow moment, the wow moment, which is words of wisdom, the wow moment, words of the wisdom. wow moment, the it's wow moment. moment. And basically what we just want to know is, is there any parting words that you can give our clients that, that you think will add some value or maybe 
a quote or a mantra or a routine that you live by every single day that you think could inspire our listeners today? Okay. Well, I've touched on it a little bit, I think. So, you know, I, I said no regrets. That, that's definitely one of them. Um, uh, and, and make sure that you create uh, some good habits in life so that you can um, enjoy it. You know, plan, set goals. But I think the, the biggest thing that chiropractic has given me and that I always live by is the inside out theory you know, and, and we all living things have an innate wisdom in them, trees, plants, you know, humans, animals, whatever it is. Um, and, and there's a, there's a Didi Palmer, um, quote that is the power that made the body heals the body. And it is no, by no means for me, a religious statement that it's more to do with the actual power of, of universe, right. And how, how things work together in unison and how they should be working together without interference. It's merely an observation. It's merely an observation. You know, you, you just have to look at the level of chance <laughs> that all of these things are coincidence. Uh, and it's, you know, if you look at, you put a seed in the ground and water it, it grows. You bring a, you bring a, a sperm cell and an egg cell together and it creates a, a living organism. It, there is things that we can't explain about the way that the body works. There are many things that we can explain. And what we know is that if we actually start to take care of our health, then obviously we can start to see some of those changes within the intelligence of our body so that it can, because we know it does. You know, you, know you, can pull a, you can pull a branch off a tree, it will grow a new one. You can cut yeah. your arm, it will heal it. And so... The thing is, is you have to try exceptionally hard not to heal. If you break your, if you break your arm, you be, you be hard done by to, for your body not to naturally start that healing process. So it's, it's there, but if it's something's not changing, then that's when obviously action needs to be taking place. Yeah. If it's, if it's not in the right environment, it's not going to heal. So. Amazing. Chris, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, just to obviously summarize what we went through today, guys, know what you want, know what you want, write it down so that it makes it easily digestible for yourself. And you give yourself some sort of target or vision to run towards. If it's something that requires a little bit of complexity, plan, plan it. And guys, if you make mistakes, don't see them as regrets learn them as lessons, learn them as lessons. So I think there's been some absolutely beautiful gems that have come from Chris today. Like I say, we're going to put all of his details in the description below. So if you want to reach out to Chris, he'll be happy, happy, happy to hear from you. I know absolutely. that when clients reach to me from London, I always recommend them over to Chris. I always recommend them over to Chris. In fact, unless they're on the other side of London, in which case I know an osteopath on the other side of London as well, who's from the same group, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course right if we know them we know them right and then then it's wholeheartedly recommended so and we always look after our tribe right absolutely chris thank you so much for having uh coming onto the show with us today and look, thank you for I'll, having me i look forward to speaking to you again very soon i hope hopefully that we can meet back up in, pe in person soon in person. that'll be great that'll be great so Brilliant. look 
thank you guys for listening today. This is another episode of Coffee with the Chiropractor with your host, Patrick Hogg, and we will speak to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening. If you found value in this information, please like and subscribe to our channel on your favorite listening platform. If you know someone who could benefit from this information, please share. We hope to see you next time for another episode of Coffee with the Chiropractor with your host, Patrick Hogg.